0: I'm more excited to be talking to you about task management. You are going to love it. You have to accept that tech is coming into the world and we have to prepare our our pupils for the real world. This method is really a game-changing way of invigilating, to be honest. Welcome to the Surpass Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to another Surpass Community Podcast. My name is Ben Brady. I'm part of the marketing team here at Surpass and i'm joined today by patrick butlin good morning patrick morning ben so patrick you um a little bit of history you started as an apprentice at btl didn't you the btl being the creators of SpaS, for anyone who's not aware um and that was a couple of years ago now and actually it, i i personally have uh, found it quite interesting in seeing your story develop through that time you know most people come into an organization um like ours as developers, that kind of thing, and fresh out of university, or they've got a bit of experience behind them. But for you to see somebody, um, if, if I can be just quite honest and praise you for a minute here, for someone coming in so young, um, using the apprenticeship route, and just immediately throwing themselves into everything that we asked you to do, and you know treating it all professionally, uh, was really quite inspiring. And I'm really glad that you're still with us uh, today and choosing to continue your career with us. Uh, so please don't move on within months of this podcast, because that will sound really awkward. But I don't think you're going to, because we're going to talk about that uh, through the the course of this. Um, so the, the podcast today, we thought it would be a good idea just to have a chat with you, Patrick, and get an idea of... Yeah. What the apprenticeship meant for you in the first place. Um, you know, why did you choose to go down that route? Uh, I think especially now with everything that's going on in the world, people choosing to work from home and the idea of the job market changing. Uh, this could be really useful and, and inspiring to some younger people out there who maybe haven't considered the route for themselves, but also a little bit about your daily work, the kind of things that you get up to and then um, a little bit about your future career path and where the, the journey so far has brought you and how that's influenced you in the future. That sounds pretty much what we talked about in the prelim. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So uh, let's start off then. Uh, I've done enough talking already, I think. Patrick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from and what inspired you to uh, to start an apprenticeship in the first place?
1: Um, so like you said, my name's Patrick. I born and raised in Keithley and the main reason that I decided to go down the apprenticeship route in the first place is because I I finished college and wasn't a hundred percent sure of what I wanted to do. Everything that I saw was more of a, a very specific niche. You'll be doing this course or you'll be doing this uni degree, um, which mm-hmm. never really appealed to me. Um, so I wanted to work and learn. So an apprenticeship made a, an obvious choice for me back then. Um, yeah. And working at BTL, like you said, it's a wide range of different tasks and jobs that I've got to do. So it's been a really nice fit for the past three years.
0: Okay, so um, I've got down here. So you've recently completed your Level 4 Network Engineering Apprenticeship. Is that that's the case, isn't
1: it? Yep, yeah, that's true. I've done two while at BTL, the Level 3 Infrastructure Technician and then the follow-up Level 4 Network Engineering Apprenticeship.
0: Okay, great. Now, when we started planning this podcast, again, um, just for anyone listening at home, we did actually start planning a few months ago, um, and then the whole working from home thing kicked in and stuff, and we've had to delay it a couple of times. So there may be a couple of times where I trip up in saying exactly where you are now, Patrick, but I'm sure you'll correct me on this. Um, so you've you've completed the level four network engineering apprenticeship. Uh, so who do you actually work with in the 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 wider scope of the business so what what do you actually do because you don't work on surpass the product do you so much you're you're our um back of house uh networking engineer i suppose
1: um yeah you're right there i don't do any support or anything with surpass Um, i've touched on it a very brief amount with some very specific um jobs, but it's not part of my job spec at all. Um, with regards to the business, I basically work across the board with every department or every person at some point, um, from them mm. starting, from fixing an issue for them on their machine, giving them access rights on d- various different systems or closing their account down when they unfortunately leave. But there's no like one specific person or one specific department I work with.
0: Yeah. And I suppose the so things don't come up in your job spec necessarily, but you have a lot of skills that come in handy across the business, don't you? So um, I know from my point of view, personally, I uh, can say that you've come and helped us out with surpass conference, for example. Um, and one of the things, like I was saying earlier, I've always been impressed with your professional outlook. And that comes across when we've set up the network room, you've gone and you've done your, your specific task as it were, you've set up all the computers ready for demonstrating, but then you've, always been there, ready to face customers, ready to talk to them about their own IT issues and help us with anything else that goes on in the conference, the AV setup, for example. Um, what what other kind of skills do you have that have come in useful, not necessarily related to your apprenticeship?
1: Um, well, it's mainly things that I've learned while being at BTL. So one thing that I've learned while doing one particular job has often come in um, handy while doing something else that's completely unrelated. Mm. So, like, working on the internal servers for the, the websites has helped with, like I previously mentioned, a very brief minor issue with um, Surpass specifically package exams, just helping the service desk with that. Right, um, okay. I can't really list any, like, specific skills, just more... It's, more of things that I've learned while on the job. Um, I could summarize them as like technical skills, but that's a really generic summary.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair enough. I mean, that that's a really good example there already that, you know, through your um, experience with websites, I know that sometimes you work together with uh, the designer on our team, don't you? are on uh, just the, the the public facing website, so to speak, but it's, it's quite interesting that that would then come in useful working with the service desk and helping them to investigate different queries. Uh, so what was it about BTL that, that first attracted you to apply for the apprenticeship with, with us? Was there anything specific in there? Um.
1: It was mainly that it said working with the the workstations and the servers. I, I like hands-on work. I don't like sitting at a desk just typing into a keyboard all day. Mm. Um, I started like my my love or passion for IT started like upgrading my computer or looking into computer parts and then being like, oh, if I want to do this, I just need to upgrade this. Oh, that means I get to play my computer a bit more, which yeah. translated to the work at BTL or like why I wanted to work at BTL to begin with.
0: Okay, and just for anyone out there that doesn't really know how apprenticeships work in the UK, then I think, I believe you do, it's sort of four days in the office and then a day of learning traditionally, isn't it? Or it, it was it's, when you were an apprentice.
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily a day of learning, It's but it is like categorised as 20% has to be off the job, which can be research, assignment work, um, training. Mm. Um, okay. but it's not like a specific, you have to do this on this day, like as, as a... um As a scheduled like lesson in college you'd have or something like it's more of a 20 percent of your time you need to log that you've been doing this specific stuff to the apprenticeship standard
0: yeah okay That, that all makes sense um you mentioned earlier as well that you came on board as a level three apprentice um and then you moved on to level four while you've been with us so why is it that you've decided not to go into a Level 5 Apprenticeship? You, you, you're you working for us full time, and again, I think that's great. Um, but what? why are you now working for us rather than continuing the apprenticeship route?
1: Um, well, I love apprenticeships. They're really good, and I'd recommend anyone who wants to go on one to go on one. But I couldn't find one that specifically applied to what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, specifically while staying on at BTL. The, right. Slight issue I faced with the level 4, which popped up at the end, was BTL was picked, uh, was picked around the level 3 standard, and it was a mm-hmm. perfect fit for that. Um, obviously, the job roles changed over the year and a bit as I was doing the level 3, which made it a bit more suitable for the level 4 standard. Right, so when okay. I came to do the level 4, there weren't any issues, but by the end of it, there were certain things I was looking for which the job role didn't necessarily provide evidence or tasks or tickets or jobs, whatever you want to describe them as, yeah. to do. So I f- that was a big um, factor in not wanting to do a-, a level five apprenticeship, as well as I just couldn't see anything that was around networking or working hands-on with computers, as previously mentioned.
0: Yeah, I know when we've spoken uh, off the record in the past, you sort of mentioned that there are level five in things like data science, for example um but that's quite different isn't it to the like you say the hands on networking job i suppose
1: yeah um i've i found ones regard relating to devops or data science or things that are like entry level to machine learning that are level five going on to six or seven, depending on what the standard appears to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also just what the apprenticeship providers in the area I could see actually providing. There might be some in other areas of the UK where they have different apprenticeships that might be suitable to my role. It's just, I can't really go to them ones.
0: Yeah. Okay. I I see where where you're going with that. Um, So what other career options are there for you going forward because one thing i know that um you know we, we talk often in our appraisals as somebody who has been a shall we say a regular worker at btl for a few years now you know that they're very much um about you know continuing your career and trying to push you a little higher if that's where you want to go that kind of thing so what kind of options have you been offered now then coming through this apprenticeship route what what are your next steps i suppose you're not just going to be a network technician for the rest of your life now
1: um, probably not, but I don't have a like, clearly defined plan on what to do in five years. Um, I've mm. never really believed in doing that. Okay. Um, but I, I want to continue doing what I'm doing for now and then see where it goes. I, I do want to move on to other things in the future, but that's probably the, one of the benefits of the double-edged sword of technology. In five mm. years' time, things might be completely different, and what I initially might have been like, oh, I might want to do that, could completely change to, oh, this is even better.
0: Yeah. Okay, so are, are you continuing down the education route though? Is there something in there that's, uh, you know, not an apprenticeship maybe, but a, a different route that you can take to continue studying while you're with us?
1: Um, yeah, definitely. As we previously mentioned in the um, like the prim- preliminary um, talks before the podcast, I'm mm-hmm. currently now doing a Level 5 Foundation degree in Computing and IT with the Open University. Okay. Okay. Um, So this fits perfectly around because it's part time around my uh, job in BTL. So I can continue doing what I love here as well as continue learning in a structured
0: way. Right. So how does that work then doing the Open University degree? Because you're in the office pretty much. Yeah. Well, you are in the office full time in in normal circumstances. Um, Do you study in your own time? Is there kind of like a split like there was with the apprenticeship?
1: It's a bit of both. So in my own time, I can do studying as and when I have time to do it. Um, but when the workloads are, you know, lower than normal, because the workload rather than the apprenticeship was split between me doing BTL work and me doing apprenticeship stuff. So Hmm. there isn't much of a change regarding that in normal situations, of course. Um, so. What's probably going to happen with the Open University stuff, again, in normal situations is in my own time, I'm going to do some learning, going to do work towards that. And then when I have time at BTL, I can also do that and then pause when I need to do something BTL related.
0: Yeah. Right. OK. Um, so the inevitable question, I suppose, that a lot of people have at the moment, uh, current situation that's happening in the world, COVID-19, just in case anyone did need a reminding, um how did that have an effect on your level four assessments when you because as an apprenticeship um you would have done an endpoint assessment i assume or some form of of end assessment
1: i'm not 100 sure how it would affect people if however long this is going to continue on for i don't think Mm. anyone really knows um how it would affect anyone who's doing an apprenticeship from start to finish with the current situation because the training for me was all done the Gathering evidence from work was all done. The sort of finish, the portfolio was all done, just minor tweaks, which could be done remotely without having to go out and gather a a pages load of more evidence. Mm. Um, The couple of things that needed to be done remotely was my endpoint assessment. So, because I'm doing a a technology apprenticeship, it's done via a browser accessing remote desktop to do all my um, Endpoint assessment related stuff on there So it's all done remotely mm-hmm. anyway So it just means I'm doing it from home instead of in a centre
0: Okay
1: um, The only other thing it affected was my technical interview So there was specifically a, um, a clause in the in the Statement or contract That I had to do on the level 3 Which basically said you can't do the interview At home, you can do it at work But not at your desk um, right. So you can book out a meeting room And do it, That which is what I did anyway mm-hmm. Um. So obviously COVID-19, people aren't really working in an office as much. So there was specifically a a COVID-19 like statement I had to sign, which basically went, yeah, I'm doing this from home. So that previous thing said that I can't do that, that's gone out of the window for the current situation.
0: Right. Okay. So I I suppose you're just doing an interview via uh, Skype or Zoom or one of the other many technologies that are... Yeah,
1: so it's just a remote video call like any other, so it's, there's nothing physically stopping you from being able to do that. It's just a, a, a part of the policy saying you're not, in the normal circumstances, allowed to do that.
0: Right. Okay. That's interesting. So, um, I mean, I've reached the end of my notes here, Patrick. Is, is there anything else that you would like to say to, I suppose, um, well... One, there's an opportunity here, as you know, we work with a number of awarding bodies around the world. Anything you'd like to say to them about apprenticeships and your thoughts on that? And secondly, if there's just anyone out there that might be listening considering an apprenticeship, uh, any advice you've got for them or or any tips and tricks that can help them find what they want to do?
1: Regarding awarding bodies, no, because when I started, I couldn't see as many that I was interested on, but when I came to level four, there was a bunch, just not what I was able to do well at BTL in my current role. So it's like mm. the the amount are constantly seem to be increasing, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, they're constantly changing, which like I said, technology is always changing. So it's good to keep moving with that. Mm. Um, regarding anyone that's wanting to do an apprenticeship, my advice that I've given a couple of friends in the past has been, there's a couple of, well, of three factors in my opinion, which... I'm mainly going to affect your experience. Mm. One, what you actually, the standard is. So if the standard is something you're not interested in, you're probably not going to enjoy the apprenticeship or you probably do not end up not completing it. Yeah. Um. Two, the placement. So mine was obviously BTL. So if the place you're doing your apprenticeship at isn't a good fit in terms of the work you're given or the culture of the place in regards to both of them I think mine were really good in BTL so mm. um, and then good. finally the, the apprenticeship provider so the people that are managing the apprenticeship where you go for your training where you go to do your certifications the centres that you go to if they're not a good fit then you're probably going to have a, a bad experience at some point um, with regards to that I think I was really lucky I think I got a really good one
0: Good. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, and I think that's a really good point you're raising, actually, that, uh, you know, when you do an interview and, and go for these kind of jobs, it it's not just a case of the the organisation interviewing you to see if you're suitable. It, it goes both ways, doesn't it? You have to make sure that the organisation you're moving into um, is a good fit for you and somewhere that you want to be a part of a team. That's, uh, yeah, really wise words there, I think, Patrick, so great stuff right so that brings us to the end of today's interview thank you very much for your time today patrick it's been wonderful having you on the podcast um if you're listening out there either as a member of this past community or if you're not already a member of this past community we're always happy to have you it's just a case of signing up for the mailing list so that you're aware of events and other um you know webinars things like that that you can be a part of Feel free to send us your questions. You can send those to marketing at surpass.com and we'll be sure to forward them on to the relevant people. So in this case, Patrick, you'd be happy to answer questions people have about apprenticeships and your experience. Yep. Great stuff. And uh, if you keep listening to the podcast, we have a series coming up very soon of audio recordings from the surpass conference 2020 So we know that a lot of you like to listen to podcasts. You find it a little easier to digest than the webinars, maybe while you're on the move or listening while working in your home offices. So keep an ear out for those and we will speak again soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast. To keep up to date with the latest information from our Surpass
1: community, visit Surpass.com. We'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you for listening.